You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, welcome to Behind the Podcast with Jules and we're joined again this week by Stocks, who's back in the studio. Uh, for those who listen week to week, it's been a, you know, you would have heard us playing a few recaps um, over the last couple of weeks and that's been due to some health issues that Stocks' uh, wife had and, and, you know, we've had some sad events happen there. But yeah, Stocks, tell us about that. Well, yeah, it didn't work out. It was um, a long sort of four-year uh, battle of breast cancer, but... Um, the long remission and then really sort of came back and knocked us out the last, yeah, four to six weeks in lockdown, not ideal. Um, yeah, look, it was sort of quick at the end, but yeah, devastating um, without a doubt. Um, it's been two weeks today, so I know that doesn't match up with the timelines people have heard on the podcast, but we were rubbing pebbles together to get anything out the last few weeks. Um, but look, I mean, Val was the greatest and she was the kind of person who'd be on a wine weekend with her girlfriends and would have her laptop out in between wineries um, <laughs> taking care of her business. So I know I can't use her as an excuse to not move on with ours and with things like um, just you know making sure we enjoy life. So as much as anything... Look, I've been back at work now for two weeks. Well, not two weeks, for a week. And it's made a massive difference in terms of my mental health. And not overdoing it by any means. Day one, I bought a new TV for the office. So I wasn't exactly, um, you know, the boys knew what my abilities were for the day. And yep. gave me the appropriate task to do. But look, I mean, yeah, got to keep putting foot in front of each other. Never forget. But, um, yeah, must, this is very helpful to get out here. And so, look, I think it's sort of worthwhile also just talking about, you know, what we've been through and how you and I have been coping. Because, look, I knew Val for 21 years and I've known you for about 18. So, you've mm. known, known me and her as a couple as well. So, the number of people this is kicked in the nuts has been significant and the outpouring from people has been incredible and um, really able to cannot um, say how humbling it is and how appreciative we all are so you know. yeah I mean it's one of those things you hate to use you know something a word like a cliche when it comes to grief and, and that kind of thing but it is you know when, when when we lose someone you so often hear about them being you know the life of the party and all those kind of things now you know in Val's case this was absolutely true I think as you said, I've known her for for quite a few years, and and my wife Lindsay has been living out in Australia for the past six years. She had the pleasure of meeting her and absolutely loved her as well. And I think you know, just one of those people that you instantly feel very connected to, and just a joy to be around at all times. So she definitely will not be forgotten anytime soon. No. So I mean, look, given you know, this is a bit of a sort of strange segue considering you know what's happened, but. One of the things about, you know, podcasts is that there's something for everything. And I think, you know, in, in these sorts of times, they can help process what's going on. They can also help to be a bit of a distraction and just, you know, give you, give you the space that you need to just have a bit of kind of you time. So, I mean, how have you been coping in that regard? Have you been leaning on anything or, or listening to anything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, it was sort of uh, the two weeks before and then the two weeks after, two different phases. One was sort of with sort of time to burn and time to kill and distraction pieces and then since it's been just I guess grief management so look I've found I was leaning on um, 
A couple old favourites, like just looking out for some old friends. I couldn't process a lot of podcasts. I'd listened to 25 minutes of something and have not taken in a single second of it. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going back to uh, old ones like Bill Simmons' podcast um, from The Ringer, founder of The Ringer, uh, one of the original OG podcasts, I guess, for me, along with things like uh, This American Life. And it was just like having a friend. It was like having an old mate around. And I really haven't been listening to much of his stuff, but um, it was just that comforting voice, that long form, like an hour and a half plus. And I probably was processing 10 to 20% of it, but it was just like having a mate in my ear chatting away and sort of some normalcy in life and just sort of, hey, there's a normal world going on out there, even though I was sort of head deep in ICU and all that sort of terrible, you know, soul-destroying stuff. So, mm. that was good. Another one was the Guardian Football Weekly, which was um, an old favourite of mine, sort of the OG soccer podcast um, from the Guardian newspaper. Um, it's sort of the gold standard of these sort of weekly sports shows. And again, just familiar format. It's quite humorous. It's quite lighthearted. Um, they pull the piss. And I uh, just really enjoyed, again, just hearing four four mates really chatting uh, twice a week so that's kind of where i went um yeah and then since i guess we went into um uh look up uh, someone we work with quite closely lee sales from Seven Thirty report um she wrote a book any ordinary day she wrote it um, my understanding is she wrote it on the back of uh, her father passing and how she dealt with grief the title kind of nails what it is is like the worst day of your life or the most impactful day of your life starts like any other day and that mm. really sort of helped me in terms of just normalizing and going back to all the different points in the journey i've been on with val and just able to go back and process that so i listened to the audiobook version of that which is on audible it's about six hours you put it on 1.2 1.5 you're done in four to five hours um mm-hmm. so it's not a huge listen i put it in the sort of audible podcast sort of space and the real big takeaway I got from it was this sort of rules of engagement with people. No one knows how to approach you. Um, and I did get a few people after about a week going, hey, man, I just didn't know if I should get in touch yet or not. And understanding that everyone's going through that and some of the stories of people having people walk away and they literally had to run them down and go, it's okay, you can talk to me, I'm here. That's been incredibly useful. Um, for me, talking to people has been a big way of managing this and it's also been helpful for people because we're in lockdown in Sydney where we live and um, so a lot of no one was able to go to hospital no one knew what was going on it all turned pretty quick and Val was such a um, strong I'm going to hide my symptoms I'm not going to let you know I don't want your pity I want things to look good and we always have fun type of personality so it socked a lot of people very hard when she did pass or when news came she was close to so, um, yeah, just a lot of people, that's helped them process it as well. So, mm. it's been beneficial to me, beneficial to them. I'm starting to see diminishing returns on that um, in terms <laughs> of it's just <laughs> it's so draining. But, uh, you know, that, that was helpful at that moment. So, look, the Lee Sales Any Ordinary Day on Audible is fantastic. She reads it, which I always rate. Yeah. And she reads it well. Obviously, an absolute media professional. So, I highly recommend that. So, that's really what's got me through the last four weeks. And then, you know, I can go into some other stuff that I've been listening to this week. Yeah, it's, it's interesting just to, to touch on that. You talk about how people react and, and you know, sadly, you're no stranger to grief in your life. You lost a friend quite early and, I, and I've said this to you before, but I, I remember you talking about that, you know, years and years ago and sort of saying that this was a reaction that people had. Like, they don't know what to do, so they don't do anything. Yep. Whereas, like, doing something is, you know, just reach out, just say good day, and, and just see how they're doing. And 
yeah, I think if they're ready to you know talk more and and really get into it, they will. If they just want a bit of space, they'll absolutely let you know. But I think that's the it's the thought that certainly counts there. Definitely. And look, the number one gift you can get anyone who's grieving is food. It's just prepackaged yeah. food that they can just cook. That'll last. It can go in the freezer, but that just—it's the hardest thing. A, you don't want to eat, but B, just the thought of of meal ideation is just so daunting. So that's the greatest gift that you can give to someone, in my opinion. And yeah, for, for everyone who's done that, thank you. Yeah. Well, look in in true podcast fashion, I I listened to one to try and help me, you know, comprehend what you might be going through, and actually I looked up, um, you know, the best podcasts around grief that there are i did the old google search and you know there is no shortage of them so i suppose it's like anything it's it's kind of wading through and finding what's the one that that resonates with you the best and and you know a host that whose voice you like to listen to and you know it delivered in a way that you like to have things delivered to you so uh one that i found was called grief cast and it's hosted by an english comedian called carried lloyd it's actually uh been nominated for you know the podcast awards over in the UK but what they aim to do is is examine the human experience of grief grief and death but they do it with comedians so like every other podcast they're trying to get a comedian in there but it just tries to sort of you know give it a, a bit more kind of cheer um, but they, yeah, they've been going since 2016 and, and every episode is with a different person, a different comedian or a personality and, and just talking about their own you know lived experience of grief and, and it it covers off everything from you know partners friends parents uh people talk about pets people talk about you know even loss of a business and that kind of thing like it it all affects people in in different ways and i think just having people talk about it who have been through that because i think that's quite you know something where if someone hasn't really been through it there is a disconnect there but hearing other people have a sort of shared experience that, that you've had i think can be really powerful um and the one i listened to was with a with an english presenter called simon thomas who, who lost his wife Gemma uh, to cancer as well and just kind of talking about you know the process and that had been 19 months or so just the kind of again the different reactions that you have from friends the, the reactions that you have within yourself and you know you talked about before like the kind of life go on things that happen when you get back to work and you know that can sometimes be really comforting it can sometimes be infuriating but it's just yeah i mean there's so much there and it's it was just it was really interesting and engaging and and the host had had sort of lost her father quite young as well so she's used to this as a way to kind of process that whole experience and what that's meant to her ongoing no i'll definitely check that out that sounds spot on i mean there's been some people lifting me up um, just by through, you know, shared experience, you just don't feel like you're the only person in the world that's gone through it and you're not staring down the rest of your life alone. So, look, that sounds good. Grief cast. Let's, uh, yeah, <laughs> just give it a go. <laughs> look, I'll, I'll be hitting it hard. <laughs> and then, I mean, look, you'll no doubt be wanting to have a little of a bit of a break from those sorts of things and uh, get your mind away for a little while. Is there anything else that you've got on the menu coming up? Yeah, so I've been listening to X-Ray Vision. It's by Crooked Media. It's the a favorite of mine in terms of just content and Asian-American content creators is that Jason Concepcion. Uh, he used to be at The Ringer and he moved to Crooked Media late last year. So he took his sort of Emmy Award winning uh, NBA desktop 
and he turned it into a similar version of NBA All Caps when he moved across to Crooked Media and did another show called Take Line, which is kind of a version on that as well. But finally, he's not finally, but he's come up with a new format after going opening with sort of two versions of what he was doing, uh, and that is X-Ray Vision. Uh, he calls it, and I'll tell you what it is, but firstly, I'll tell you what he thinks it is. It's a new weekly podcast that transcends pop culture and entertainment, taking listeners from Middle Earth to Waystar Royco and everything in between. So it's a real nerd's delight. I mean, <laughs> it's going to cover succession. It's so high-level prestige TV, but it's going to cover the new, I guess, the new Amazon Lord of the Rings sort of Tolkien properties. Um, what they have been discussing in the episodes I've listened to is Marvel, um, the Disney and the Disney stuff that's out right now so some of the new animated stuff that's come out there and they really do look at things through a comic book lens which isn't my my jam but it's all this stuff has got source material and so it's got all these layers to it and it's really interesting to just hear people delve into that so i've thoroughly enjoyed it they're talking about the sort of yeah the new animated star wars stuff um and and their what if series by disney as well which is just an interesting take on where content's going because by going animated you just need these marvel superstars actors to come in and voice stuff for but two three hours and you can come up with a 30 minute tv show so it's a really interesting concept to play with and i thoroughly enjoyed that the one thing i will say is the ad reads are ridiculously long he does two at a time and they're not very creative and they're back so it's back to back him reading something throwing a couple little sort of pop culture comic-y references in there modulating his energy to, hey ooh, that's amazing no, no. but pretty shit ad reads to be honest with you and I'm just surprised that they're going that long with those ad reads and really it's you're looking at three to four and a half minute breaks like who's not pumping mm. plus 30 seconds on that I just don't I'm not sure I'm not a big crooked media guy not recently um for whatever reason and probably Trump leaving I think well also <laughs> just was becoming uh, like how much how much lefty Trump bashing can you read I mean it's just so much um, it's just white noise and it's frustrating to hear these points of maybe common sense against like, this guy so yeah I just didn't do that but I'm, I'm really surprised if the ads have been like that for a while I'm shocked it's it's such an interesting balance on how you find the kind of right length for those reads. And I think, you know, if you look at TV, it's a well-worn formula and the ads are 30 seconds or whatever and they jam eight of them or however many into an ad break and it's just loud and they're pretty broad. And the power of podcasting, I suppose, is that you've got, you know, the, the host who, you know, hopefully you trust and you like them. And if they're giving, if they're trying to sell you something, you feel like it has sort of come through and, and there's a bit of kind of quality control on it in terms of the things that they, they're promoting and selling they believe in um yes they're getting paid to to talk about them but you know it, they're also able to bring you that great content by doing so but some of them do go into that really long space and i think like having a few back to back i mean it just it does seem like you're really taking people out of you know what they came there for rather than sort of supplementing what they're there for with something that helps sustain it being there and i think they're the the Hello Sport guys that are you know again on your network, but I listen to that podcast a lot, and I think that they've just found a really good spot with their reads that they do, and they're hilarious, and you feel like you know you know it's an ad, and you know you're being sold something, but it's kind of enjoyable listening to it. 
Correct. Like the philosophy we take is that the the ad needs to stand on its own as a piece of content. Uh, it's obviously an ad, but it it should be entertaining. There should be an angle. It should be. And I don't want to use the authenticity word. It should more be in the tone of the show, though, and it should rely on the archetypes of the hosts or the style of the show. And we just do it that way, and we try to keep everything under a minute. We just think there's diminishing returns after that. Um, Hello, Sport Boys being the exception because they're incredible at what they do. But that's, yeah, it's an interesting difference in philosophy. Good on them. Um, I don't think we're going to be reassessing what we do based on that, but we'll keep an eye out on it. But, yeah, it feels like the early days of Joe Rogan when he sort of read seven minutes of ads at the top um, <laughs> and just did it that way in terms of the delivery. But you're right. You don't want something that's going to take you out of the podcast. And that's really what it feels like you're doing is like, oh, this is a good point to either turn this off, put on some music or change shows. Um, that's really what it feels like and just losing the flow. So, for me, that's I want to get back to Middle Earth and away from the mid-rolls. Hell yes. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, I've been a, a similar type. I've been going back on some old friends. I mean, we've obviously had a little bit of a break over the past couple of weeks. So some of the things, that, you know, as well as the fatherhood, have just been listening to those. I've done a lot of Simmons as well. I mean, it's big time in sport. But one that I um, have listened to a couple of episodes of is uh, Chicks and Balls. Yes, podcast, yes. Which is hilarious and it's great i mean it's you know diversity is one of these things that it, mainstream media and are just so slow to, to pick up on and catch up on and, and and you know particularly around sports and things you see you start to see a female host amongst you know the regular four or five guys and that sort of thing is starting to happen a bit more but this is this is uh you know hosted by women it's not particularly like a you know a women's kind of take on things and and their point of view other than it's just it just happens to be three women hosts who are awesome it is it's marley keely and georgia and they know sport they don't just talk netball they appreciate women's sport so they had a great interview with uh, ruby tui the um new zealand rugby sevens player gold medalist from tokyo um but they're able to talk any sport um the silver girls they're Father was an NRL great, and um, George's family is, was instrumental in the Melbourne Storm being set up, and they know what they're talking about. It's, um, it is, like you said, we were, we were so excited to work with them because it is three women, not a token, oh, you be the host and let the men talk, pushing points, or we'll just bring you in to talk about the women's sport. Um, so, look, we've got big, big aspirations of working with them. And I'm really glad you've picked that up just by yourself. And look, we want, we've got yeah, big plans for them. We love, love those girls. Yeah, great. I'll keep on listening. And um, look, I guess, look, thanks to everyone for sticking in the last few weeks. Look, the Australian Podcast Award nomination, that's all done. All prices all done, all in the bag. So look, we'll be circling back to nominees when that's all announced. So, if you get a cheeky email from us, it's probably a good thing um, about coming on our show. Um, but we do have already have next week's interview lined up. So, we're going to get back into what we normally do. So, thank you for sticking us sticking around. Yeah, awesome. Well, we're really looking forward to chatting with people again and, and getting that up, up and running. And with the restrictions ending, maybe I'll be back in the studio soon as well. Be brave, Jules. We'll, it'll happen. <laughs> so, what? Those next week, we've got um, Nigel Marsh, who did the, does the the Five of My Life podcast. Really interesting concept. It's kind of like the end of Inside the Actors Studio, where they asked us the same questions. He has five questions that he asks every guest. They give their answers in advance, 
and he prepares and they have a conversation around it. So it looks super interesting format and uh, very interesting guy. So really keen to talk to him. Terrific. Well, have a listen to that up front if you're keen and, and we'll be speaking with Nigel next week. All right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.